0: Oh
1: congregation sing out. this morning, we've been crying out for him to come to us, to pour out his spirit, to cover the earth with his glory. And he is so pleased to do that. And he has done that and he will do that. He's also calling us to come up here, to come up higher. He's like, I'm coming down. You want to meet me halfway? What a beautiful thing takes place, where, where worship and grace meet, when we just, we pour out our worship upon him and he pours out his grace and his mercy and his love upon us, and he wants to invite us to take a step up this morning, not to be just to stand here and let him shower his glory all over us, which he is pleased to do, but the invitation's coming for you to come up here, to come up higher, to step out of your box step out of your comfort zone, to not be concerned what you look like, to not be concerned who might see it, because his glory is worth it all. His presence is heaven. It is worth it all. So let's come up a little higher in our worship today. Let's bless the one who is currently being blessed by the angels and the elders. Let's join in with them today.
0: Hallelujah.
2: This t- Feet were like brass, his hair was like wool, and there was fire in his eyes. He said, When well, I he said, Oh, come on, somebody. He said, Jesus came up behind him, and when he spoke, John said it sounded like trumpets. So if you expected Jesus to show up and say, Now he's not the lamb anymore, y'all. He's still the lamb, but he's already fulfilled that role. When he comes back again, he's coming like a roaring lion. So, listen, listen, listen. So, when John heard this voice, he said this sounded like trumpets behind him. The John that was so close to Jesus, closer than any other disciple, Rodney, when he turned around and looked at Jesus. What he saw, John said himself, he fainted because of the awe of the Jesus that he saw. That's the, oh my God, I wanna run. I wanna run. I wanna run. Y'all better hear me, that's the Jesus
0: that's coming back.
2: to Jesus, that we are expecting this global revival, yes. his glory to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea, because I've been telling you for months, Jesus is not coming after a decrepit, beaten up, raped, bloody, and breeding black bride, laying down in a fetal position trying to survive. The Bible says that he is preparing for himself a glorious church. Ephesians chapter five. Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church and he is building her up as a glorious church. Look at somebody say he's coming back after a glorious church. Not addicted, not defeated, not in debt, not in bondage.
0: Oh, he's coming back after a glorious church.
2: And don't you dare. I'm gonna tell you what Jesus said with God. All things are possible. So don't you dare look at me and say, Tim, my situation is beyond fixing because a God Who could create a throne room? That'll hold 12 New York City populations. He can handle your stuff with no problem. Somebody better give him a praise up in here. I want somebody would raise the roof off of Northview Harvest Ministries.
0: We welcome the fire of God. Sanctify us. Purify us. SHIT yeah. shake the heavens
2: In eternity is still going to have a mark on the ears of God. I wish somebody would just come up around this altar for a few moments. I wish somebody would just come up around this altar and say, God, I need to draw near. I i not for your voice. God, I just pray right now. Hallelujah. Right now, just lift your voice. Nobody's listening to you. This is you and God. God, I pray right now to put your fire... Hallelujah. 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 Empty yourselves today, church. Empty yourselves. you right now there are no addictions no drug addictions no alcohol addictions pornography addictions there's no lifestyle I need you to say, God, burn that. His wings and hits the warm air of those circulating thermal currents, and because hot air rises, the storm is down here. Guess where Mr. Eagle ends up? He's above yes. the storm. Yes. And the thing I kept hearing the Lord say is that when you walk in his fire, in his presence, you're not satisfied with standing way back and looking toward a holy God, you want to get so close that you feel the burn that those spiritual thermal currents all you got to do is spread your wings and it's going to make you rise above. Not you him it's on him it's not on you you just draw near Anybody else, I'm ready to soar. I'm ready to rise above. I got something inside of me that I've got to give birth to by the Spirit of God, and I can't do it playing church. I gotta have something that I haven't had with God yet, and I believe it, I feel it. Denise is like that close I can reach out and touch it. Anybody else feeling like that? That like there's a breakthrough. Jesus Christ Airlines and mount up on eagle's wings and just hit those thermal currents. Currents. Look at somebody and say, "I'm about to rise above. I'm about to rise above Amen. that junk the devil's held you down with so long. With that junk that he's lied to you about. Tell you got to live with that the rest of your life. That sickness. That that disease." that infirmity, that, that inferiority complex, that lack of self-esteem, that feeling of insignificance, all that mess he's beat you down with and berated you and proud beat you with and screamed in your mind your whole life. I'm gonna tell you what, you're about to leave that junk way behind and you're about to mount up with wings like eagles. You are about to go into something with God that you have not had yet. I'm gonna tell you what, some of y'all been walking around dragging stuff, but I'm gonna tell you right now, God's about to snatch you, up out of something and that thing that's been trying to hold you back. You better kick that thing off. Shake yourself. Greater is
0: he that is in you than he that
2: is in the world. High five four people. Let's have some dance music. Can we do that? Let's give the Lord some praise up in here. up in here
3: Let as you guys hear say. Woo-hoo! Thank you. There's a form that says first time here. It's perforated. You just tear it off there. And if you'll fill that out, when you leave today, when you go out these doors, any of these doors to your right is our Welcome Center. And if you'll take that form, that completed form to the Welcome Center, someone will be out there with you. They will pray with you. They will give you a gift bag, some things about the ministry, some little gifts in there. So we hope that you'll take advantage of that. If you're here this morning... Northview people, if you have a friend or a family member with you, Felisa, take them to the Welcome Center. (laughs) Hey, Charlotte. (laughs) Take them to the Welcome Center. Make sure they fill it out. You know, even if this is not your first, first time, if it's been a long time, we want to welcome you back home, right? So thank you for being here today. We are so excited to see you. Please make a point to read your bulletin this week. There's lots of good stuff in there. Lots going on. A lot for everybody in this ministry is going on. And we're just excited about it. But we want to welcome you back tonight to corporate prayer at 6 o'clock. Y'all, we have been having some amazing times in our corporate prayer. So come on out with us. Pray with us. It's just a great time of worship and prayer time. I want to tell y'all this too. We had an amazing thing happen in our Wednesday night Bible class. We had somebody get healed Wednesday night. We did, yes. Yes. Sister Johnny Lee McPherson came in that night and she could hardly walk. I mean she was in pain. She was she was in tears. She was hurting so bad. And we had her come up and we laid hands on her and prayed. And she started running across this front area. She was healed. When she left, she was smiling. She was not in pain anymore. Y'all, it doesn't have to be on Sunday morning when it happens. It can happen at Walmart. It can happen at the next door neighbor's house. God's moving. Y'all just be open to what he says do, okay? Also, we have our women's conference coming up March 10th and 11th. We're so excited. Beth Stevens will be here with us. Yes, we're so excited to have her. So ladies, I think there's a a Facebook page to sign up on to or Eventbrite. Eventbrite, you can go to Eventbrite and sign up. The registration's free and um, y'all make sure that you sign up for that. And also, we have a men's conference coming up April 28th and 29th, and you'll be getting more information about that, too. So good stuff coming up. Um, Who got to be here for the marriage conference this weekend? Raise your hand.
4: It was awesome, wasn't it? Yes.
3: Amen. We actually had someone get saved this weekend during the marriage conference. Yes. Yes. I'll let them share that with y'all sometime when, when my husband's ready for that. But it was wonderful. God met us this weekend people's lives were changed and encouraged and hope was given so we're just thankful to God for everything he's doing now he's ready to give this morning yes if you need a tithing envelope if you'll raise your hand our ushers are moving forward and they'll get you one we just want to thank all of you that give online I know a lot of you give online Um, thank you for doing that we have push pay you can give through you can see all the ways to give up on our screen thank you for giving It's because of your faithful giving that we're able to do what we do here at Northview Harvest Ministries. The way we um, reach people through Restoring Hope Center and all the ministries and the missionaries we support. God is good to us because we give, right? We give. So thank God for blessing us so that we can give more. Amen? So you can prepare yourself to give if you're planning to give in-house today. You can prepare yourself now. We're going to ask you to stand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for honoring God with your tithe and your offering. So our band is going to play for us. And if you're going to give in house today, you can come forward and give.
2: in my bones y'all don't know nothing about that fire shut up in my bones thank God for grace today thank you for your giving as Pastor Kim was saying we thank you for your giving not because you're giving it here we thank you for obeying God because see when you obey God obedience unlocks the opportunities for God to move in your life so when we obey him financially with the tithe and the offering that removes any barriers that God can come in and bless us and remove curses and do whatever he wants to do. But when we don't operate in obedience, we're actually we're hindering the work of the Lord. So today we honor God with the tithe and the offering. And Father, I pray today that you would move in the life and home Situations and circumstances of everybody who has honored you, not just because they gave it here. I don't care if they'd give it over at Pastor Don Rollins' church or Pastor Opus Wells' church. I just want them to honor you in giving to the kingdom. So, Lord, I pray over their lives and homes and families, their stuff, their cars, their dogs, their cats, their parakeets. God, I pray you to bless it all. Open the windows of heaven over them and pour them out blessings that they will be able to receive in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Look around, give about three people a high five and tell them you love them and you're glad to see them today. Would you do that? Now, next Sunday, next Sunday, next Sunday, Pastor Michael Hunt's gonna be bringing the word here. How many of y'all excited about that? (laughs) Pastor Michael, then the Sunday after that will be the the ending of the Women's Ministries Conference, Women's Conference Weekend, so uh, I think they have worked it out, so uh, I just had a brain fade. Beth Stevens Johnson can stay over Sunday and preach here. How many of you? How many of you have ever heard Beth Stevens before? How many of you have not heard Beth Stevens before? She she's probably gonna peel some paint, mess some carpet up, throw some stuff. She's a fireball. She's gonna spit the slobber and do all kind of stuff. So uh, she's she's a trip, man. But I'm gonna tell you what she is the real deal. She's gonna bring you a word from heaven. I promise you that. So. This next week we have Pastor Michael, and then after that, we have uh, uh, Beth Stevens Johnson, and then maybe after that I'll get to preach again. I'm a, So I told somebody the other day I'm gonna forget how to preach because I haven't preached in so long. So, anyway, today I don't get to preach either. Because today we finishing up, we are finishing up this, this refreshed marriage conference. If you didn't get a picture taken today, I need everybody to stop get a picture taken with those pretty balloons at the uh, the photo wall out there. Get a picture. Uh, tag it or location for Northview Harvest Ministries and put it on Facebook, put it on Instagram. That's free marketing, people. Utilize it. If you don't, I'm going to send you a bill if I have to get a billboard. <laughs> Just play it. But really do. Take a picture. Take a picture of some friends. You can take a picture. If you got a spouse here, that's fine. If you got a dog outside in the car, go get the dog bring it back in. Take a picture. I don't care who you take a picture with, Okay. <clears throat> But anyway, since we just had the, the refresh Marriage Conference, which was awesome, uh, Billy and Rebecca Altman, uh, been, they've been friends of ours. I actually, Kim and I pastored them way back in Charleston. When we pastored in Charleston, Billy was in the Air Force, and he and Rebecca and some mutual friends started attending our church there in North Charleston and we've been friends all these years later and they actually had pictures last night of me dedicating their oldest child who is almost 18 now and uh, so I had, I got a few more miles on me since then but uh, we have known them that long uh, when they moved, we kept up with them, we just kinda kept up through social media, email and stuff or when they were passing through our area, they'd stop, we'd grab lunch a few times But I will let Billy share more about this, but they operate uh, under—it's called Crew, Campus Crusade for uh, Christ—under an umbrella with them with Family Life. Some of you have heard uh, their radio program and stuff, or seen some of that on the internet or on television. So anyway, there Billy's coming to minister to you today, and however, whatever the Lord's laid on his heart. So uh, y'all give Mr. Billy Altman from Little Rock, Arkansas. A big old North Carolina welcome today.
4: Thank you. Thank you, thank you. thank you, man. Absolutely. Wow! 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 This is amazing. All right, guys. I have some notes. I promise you, I won't use them all. I'll use them some, but honestly, I know me enough to know that I'll get going and just forget what I'm saying. But. Uh, I brought another bottle up here because I, I get thirsty. So first of all, uh, I want to say uh, Northview, thank you. This is, this is amazing. I mean, I am so humbled to be here, to be invited to do a marriage conference. My wife and I just thoroughly enjoyed that. Got to meet a lot of you. That was fantastic. But you guys are so welcoming. I mean, really, it's, it's like home. In a weird way, it's like home. And I don't guess it's really weird because we are a family, right? So um, something as we were worshiping, well, first of all, Pastor Tim, Cam, we love you guys. And we mentioned it this weekend that you guys were a great influence in our lives. we weren't joking about that. You guys made a huge difference in our lives, in our marriage. So thank you. And this is really an honor to be up here. Um, just serving you guys. I told you that last night and it's a huge blessing. And as we were worshiping, I wanted to share this with you. At first I was like, I'll share it privately, but now I'm going to share it uh, so your family knows this. I was over there worshiping and um, I just had this vision of Pastor Tim out in front of everybody and he turns into this massive lion, like massive lion and he was roaring Just like, like like scary roaring. And it was wild because there were attacks coming at him and he was launching and launching and fighting off all of these attacks. And then I saw Pastor Kim right there, a lioness. And she was like, anything that he was missing, she was getting. But then I saw the congregation behind him. And some of you were cowardly, uh, scared afraid. But some of you, some of you, if you ever seen Lion King, there's a, there's a scene where little Simba is, is, uh, defending Nala. Just like, he's like, you know, he's, he's doing his thing. But that was some of you, you didn't have everything you needed, but you're like, I'm following my leader. I'm going, but also what was amazing about it is that roar was a roar that was speaking truth that people weren't liking to hear. And he refused, and we talked about this, that he refused to not speak truth and life into people. And then I saw him in the evening, he was scarred up, he was beat up, and he was, but he wasn't giving up. And he laid down, and I saw Miss Kim just come over and lay her head on his shoulder because she was right beside him. And I want you to know that's the leader that you're getting to follow. It it was just amazing. It was very clear. You guys are lions, and you're leading this pride. And I know you will not let go of any of them. You will fight for every one of them. And some of you are following that leadership, and you're speaking life, and you're speaking truth, and you're being bold. And some of you are afraid of the things that are being said and the attacks that are coming. It's okay. You have a leader that will protect you. You can follow him. I don't know. It was just, it was sweet to me. And I was like, wow, I get to follow that line also. I want to, you know, I'll do my thing, you know, as much as I can. So, anyway, I just wanted to say that real quick because really, just right there in worship, I, I just kept seeing it over and over and over. I was like, man, I got to say something about this. I can't not say this in front of you. I want to give you hope and, and encourage you. And honestly, I'm letting the Lord lead this one. I'm, and this is not a Billy show. I told Pastor Tim last night that if it goes really bad, it was all Billy. If it goes really good, thank the Lord. Okay, so there we are. <laughs> That's my disclaimer. But I just want to kind of tell you a little about us, um, Rebecca and I. And, and um, hopefully I'll be encouraging. Hopefully I'll draw you closer to the Lord. I'll tell you a little about our ministry and, and kind of what the Lord is doing and just, just kind of give you some hope, really. Uh, just a little about myself. I was, I was born at a young age, um, and <laughs> sorry guys, that's Billy. Okay, um, I, I am, I'm king of dad jokes in my house. Um, but I, I grew up in a home that I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Okay, I, my my rules were uh, don't get in trouble. Okay, there we go. Uh, that was kind of the rules. It was like, just don't get arrested. I almost did that once. And so, kind of, sort of did, but almost didn't. Uh, it was kind of weird. But so, I, I kind of failed at that. And, and those of you that were um, at the marriage conference this weekend... Heard heard my my story on, on the schooling thing, that's a big part of my story. I did not do the good that good in school at all. I joked yesterday that I made the upper half of the class possible, and so I, I was I was the foundation. You guys depended on me in school, you know. But going through school, I never had any type of encouragement. I never believed in myself. No nobody ever believed in me until I met my girlfriend, and quick quick version of that story, met this beautiful green-eyed girl, and um, I was like, man, her eyes are beautiful. And come to find out, she was a Christian, she went to church stuff, and so my buddy, he's, I used to skateboard also, just kind of, kind of filling some gaps here. And so I, I went to skateboard at these youth events, and got to know this girl, and asked her to be my girlfriend, and she was like, "Um, are you a Christian? And I was like, nope. And she's like, well, nope. And no kidding, my thoughts were I need to learn about this God thing cuz she's really cute. I am not kidding. And so I I went to more events and finally surrendered my life to the Lord on August 23rd, 1992, and then August 31st, 1992, I said, "Hey, will you be my girlfriend?" And she said, "Yes." And I was like, "Yes. Got it." And so I always say that God grabbed me with a beautiful pair of green eyes, and that beautiful pair of green eyes has stayed with me ever since, and that's my wife, Rebecca. And so um, that's, that's her story, you know? And it's, it's really neat. Um, going, I got out of high school and I went to the Air Force, and that's how we ended up in Charleston, South Carolina. I love Charleston, South Carolina. Um, but the, the reason I went to the Air Force is to do college, and I didn't do college. So I'm uneducated. I, you know, I'm glad you guys listened to an uneducated guy. Uh, but it was really awesome because Rebecca and I separated from our family and, and really were on our own. And then we had couples like Pastor Tim and Kim come into our life and coach us. And so always be looking for opportunities to learn from those that are further down the road than you are. And so for me, though, I, I felt like I was just not – I wasn't qualified, you know, I felt like that a long time, many, many, many years. Uh, short version of, okay, so I, I met a guy on the plane on the way here and we were talking and he said, I said, oh, I do photography also, he's like, is there anything you haven't done? I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm sure but... So here's a short synopsis of my career, okay, so get out of high school went into the Air Force, got out of the Air Force, sold insurance for a short period of time, stopped that, started a company, had a graphic design company, had that, sold that, um, and then I ended up, we had our first child and we moved back to Arkansas. I started doing nothing because I didn't, couldn't find a job. Then I became a pest control guy. I sold, I, mean, I actually, you know, came in and killed your bugs. And then after that, I, uh, what did I do? Oh, I sold pest control. And then after that, I went to work for Coca-Cola and, um, sold Coke. It's not what it sounds like, but you know, <laughs> people are addicted to it. Um, and then after that, I, I, I quit doing that and ended up working for, on a farm. And, um, and then from that point we went into ministry. I do some photography stuff and blah, blah, blah. Now what, the reason I tell you all this, because every one of those seasons of my life, I felt less than felt like I wouldn't qualify. Remember, I'm the guy. I failed in school, guys. I, I shared, you know, some more details yesterday, but I failed. I was, I was a big loser in, in school, a uh, big failure. But God kept using me. He kept using me and kept using me. And I was like, okay, because here's the thing. August 23rd, 1992, when I gave my life to Christ, I gave my life to Christ. It wasn't any of this fake stuff. It wasn't any like, okay, I look good. Yeah, look, I'm a Christian. No. I didn't know what I was doing. I just know something changed in my heart. And I just followed that. I was just like, okay, makes sense to me. You know, I, I just did that. It, one little story that has nothing to do with anything, but it shows the openness I had of what the Lord was doing. It's, now, I didn't know anything about church. Like, here's here's my first memory of church, the closest thing to growing up in church. My first memory of church was I was a little guy, probably third, second, third grade, something like that. And I remember it was a little bitty Baptist church. And my mom and my grandmother had taken my brother and me to this church and I remember probably the, the depth of it was the doors to here, from the pulpit, there's the back door. And I was sitting like right in here in the hard pews. You guys remember those old wooden pews? Okay, that's where I was. And this little heavyset Baptist preacher, um, I mean, he had to be this tall, but he was that wide also. I mean, he but he was a fiery guy. I mean, he was super, super fiery. I mean, it was it was wild. So I'm sitting there, little kid, I don't know what's going on. And that dude starts screaming, you're going to hell, you're going to hell. I mean, he's talking, screaming, "Ah, you're going to hell. And what I saw was this dude's head turn red. I saw flames go up on the back wall, and I'm like, I was scared. I was so scared. I was so glad to get out of that. That's my first experience at church. So I didn't want anything to do with that crazy stuff. It's wild. But as I started going, you know, and I was like, man, God's done something in my heart here. And, again, I didn't know anything about nominations or anything like that. And I remember going to a service. Where it was actually a youth-type camp that Rebecca and my wife, her dad, actually said, Billy, if you want to go, I'll pay for it. And I was like, sweet, I'll go. I went, and I remember all okay, I have to back up to tell you one little funny story, and it will lead into what I'm about to say. All right, so I would go to church with Rebecca and her family. It didn't matter wherever they were going, I'm going. And we went to this church and Rebecca and I are sitting beside each other and just listening, you know, because again, I'm just learning all this. I'm just, I'm a new guy, but I'm soaking in stuff. I'm sitting there and then suddenly this lady right behind me starts clucking like a chicken. I am not joking. And I happened to be holding Rebecca's hand and I was like, <gasps> and I leaned over. I was like, what is that? And she just. I'm like, what in the world? I didn't know. I just heard clucking like a chicken, okay? <laughs> That's what I heard. She was speaking in tongues, okay? <laughs> it was clucking like a chicken to me. I, I, I'm just saying. And so she explained speaking in tongues and was like, oh, okay, okay, whatever. That was weird, but mm, I'm not going to cluck like a chicken. Well, we go to this youth event and it was really interesting because there were people speaking in tongues and stuff, and they'd ask about your prayer language and everything. I'm like, I I speak English, kind of, you know. <laughs> it's the only language I know. But they, they were talking about that, and I was like, well, whatever, okay. And, and they would ask me. Again, I know nothing. I was like, I don't know anything. Never heard of this. They were like, oh, we'll be praying for you. We'll be praying for you. Okay, that's cool, whatever. Now, you'll find about me, I am an authentic guy. Like I'm not gonna fake something. I won't. I won't do a courtesy fall. I'll be like, mm, "You ain't pushing me down. I don't care." But if the Holy Spirit touches me, I'm gone. No big. I'm good with that. I will not do a courtesy fall. I just won't. So anyway, and I didn't even know what that was, but I figured out when I felt that. I was like, "Stop pushing me, man." Uh, um, so, but but for real. So I'm at this conference or this this youth thing, and I'm praying and. And I have like a a herd of folks around me. I'm I'm like, okay, I'm praying. I'm just, I'm praying, Lord, okay, just whatever. And these people, they're all speaking and praying in tongues. And I'm I'm not opposed to that. I'm just like, okay, that's cool for you. It's not for me, not because I don't want it, but because I'm not going to fake anything. Okay. And so I'm sitting there praying and I'm like, Lord, if this is you, I'm all in. I'm good with this. I don't have a problem with it. Yes, Lord, but I will not fake it. I'm not going to make something up. I'm not going to start blah, blah, blah just to, you know, should have bought a Honda, you know, that type of stuff. No, not going to do it. I'm going to simply surrender to you, and if this is something you want me to have, I'm good with that. And I'm sitting here praying in English, mind you, the only language I know, blah, blah. And then suddenly I'm still praying, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I don't understand what's coming out of my mouth. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. okay. And I start praying again and I don't understand what's coming out of my mouth. I'm like, what in the world? And I'm praying again. And I'm like, oh, I think it happened. Okay? So, I say that because I want to be surrendered to whatever the Lord's doing. I don't care what somebody else is doing. I don't want to fall influenced to what somebody else is doing. I don't want to follow just to look good and smell good. So somebody says, hey, look at Billy. I refuse to do that. I want to serve the Lord with my heart the way he wants me to serve. Okay? Doesn't mean it's always easy. What it means is I choose surrender. You know, coming up here, I chose surrender. Because quite frankly, I didn't know exactly what the Lord wants. And I told Pastor Tim this last night, I just want to be a faucet. I choose to turn my faucet on. I want the Holy Spirit to flow out of me. I, whatever comes out, if it's a drip, 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 or a full blast, I'm good with. I'm not trying to control the scenario. I just want to surrender to the Lord and do what he's calling me to do. Now, let me share a part of our lives that kind of got us into ministry so you'll understand what I'm saying. So I was a, I was a farmer. I was rocking along and... Um, I was actually working for my wife's dad. I was a farm manager. We did crops, um, soybeans, wheat, cotton, that type of stuff in Eastern Arkansas. And I had a four day weekend to, to have some free time because we were getting ready to go into a really busy season of life. And so I took, at the time we had two kids and my nephew was with, stayed with us a lot. And so I was like, okay, Rebecca, I'm gonna give you the weekend I'm gonna take the three kids with me to visit my mom and dad. They lived about two hours, three hours away uh, in McEwen, Tennessee. And so I was like, okay, awesome, we'll do that. You have the weekend, boom. And I remember Thursday morning, I I was at work and I kind of ran the show outside of her dad. And so I got to make decisions like, okay, I'm leaving guys, wrap things up. I'm leaving, we don't have anything going on. So it was one of those, perfect trip things, okay, you, you, things were just boom, boom, lining up, lining up, I was like, "Whoa, this is awesome, you know, especially you guys that like to, you know, get there on time or beat the time, it was awesome, so got home, Rebecca had the the van ready, had everything packed, kids were ready, they they were hungry, so I was like, all right, we'll swing by Chick-fil-A, get some Chick-fil-A, and we'll rock on, you know, little road trip, little kids and me, I'm good with that, so, um, and Aaliyah was what? four years old, okay, our oldest was four, and so, we're headed out to my parents' house, driving along, making perfect time, I mean, it was just, just, this is crazy, I've never made any time like this, and get there, and I'm like, okay, and my dad wasn't there yet, he was out doing some work, and my mom called him, hey, Billy's here, okay, I'll head in, he'd been working all day, and, uh, start unloading the van, and the kids were inside with my mom. I see my dad pull up on a tractor. I wave at him. He waves at me, and he's going to park the tractor. And um, I'm unloading the rest of the bags. And about five minutes later, um, Aaliyah, my oldest, she's like going to go downstairs. My dad would make these model train buildings. He was was a master craftsman at these little model train buildings. And so she was going to go show her Charlie, my dad's train set up and everything. I was like, okay, that's cool. And so they go downstairs. I go back and grab the last bag. And as I'm coming back inside, Aaliyah comes up the stairs and she says, daddy, um, grandpa's downstairs taking a nap. And I was like, what? Come up here. And I go downstairs and I find my dad in the middle of a massive heart. And it was totally unexpected. And I did everything I could do to revive him. But my dad died in my arms that night. And it was the hardest moment of my life. Just last weekend, somebody asked me how I went into ministry, and it was on the day. It was, so it was hard. But that broke me. And, and the last thing I said to my dad, I was literally down holding him because I didn't know what to do. And I was like, daddy, if you see Jesus, just go to him. Don't fight this anymore. And he said, <gasps> and he was gone. And I knew it. I went up and told my mom, I was like, he's gone, mom. <laughs> he's gone. From that point, I ended up doing the church service and the Holy Spirit just totally moved through me on that because I was like, how in the world can I be here talking in front of all these people if I have this peace? But after that, guys, I checked out. I checked out. I was going into a really busy season on the farm. Rebecca was um, help doing all the kids stuff. We had a, a small group that was a large group. It was like 18 kids and 15 adults. It was something crazy. But man, my heart, was broken. I was so close to my dad and I I missed him so much. I was day to day, get up, go, come back, go to sleep, get up, go, come back, go to sleep. It was hard for like six months. It was hard. Because I couldn't call him. And I don't know if you guys have a close relationship with your dad. And it's it's just one of those things. Even still today I find myself, I just want to call him. I just want to hear his voice. He he would always leave me a voicemail. He wouldn't say anything other than, yo daddy Because it meant calling back. And I was like, I just want to hear, yo, daddy. You know, I still want to hear that. But about six months in, Rebecca comes to me. And she just looks me in the eyes. If you get a chance to see her eyes, they're amazing. They just show God's love. But she looked me in the eyes, and she's like, Billy, I need my husband back. And man, I'm broke again. Because I realized for six months, I've neglected my family. I just... I didn't know what to do. And I went outside and I was like, Lord, please, here I am, use me. I don't care about money. I don't care about finances. I don't care about anything. I care about relationship. I care about your love. I care about my family. I want to leave love and be the man you called me to do." be. And he said, Billy, I want you to go into ministry but not be a pastor. And I was like, what? What? That made no sense to me. And I was like, okay. I don't know what that means, but that's what I'll do. And so I went in and told Rebecca, I think God's calling us in ministry, but I don't know what that looks like. I'm not supposed to be a pastor, you know, pastor of church, but I don't know what it looks like. She's like, okay. And so we got together and we wrote a list of things. If we were going to start a ministry, what it would look like? I was like, okay, we can do that. She and I got together and made a list, and it had to do with family, marriage, men's ministry, women's ministry. It had to do with all these things that had been on our heart for years. And a few months later, she actually went to a homeschool event. And at this homeschool event, Family Life, I don't know if you're familiar with Family Life, but I wasn't, I didn't know who Family Life was. Anybody familiar with Tim Hawkins, the comedian? Okay. He was there that night and that's the only reason i was going okay i was like i like that guy i'm gonna go but when i got there she's like you gotta come see this booth and so i was like okay i'm not teaching the kids but sure <laughs> okay and it's family life and then she's like look at these resources and it have everything to do with what we would written down on that list and i was like oh wow this is really awesome we could use some of the resources to minister people in our neighborhood in our community and really see a change and then it was wild because the lady there was like, hey, we need missionaries. And I was like, good for you. <laughs> I like your resources, though. I mean, for real, that's what I said. Good for you. That's awesome. I was like, no, I think you're trying to recruit me, but nope, not at all. And so I, I left. we had the information. I was like, see you, bye. I went and watched Tim Hawkins, and he made fun of me. And I was like, that's awesome. So, um <laughs> For real. so But anyway, over the next three or four days, the Lord just kept saying, go online and say you're interested. I was like, Lord, I'm not. Go online and say you're interested. But that'd be a lie, Lord. Mm-mm-mm, I'm not interested. I mean, it was serious. And I was like, Ugh. fine. So I went online, click, 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 submit. Okay, I submitted. Okay, we're doing it. Did my thing. Okay, I'm submit. I want to always submit to the Lord. And I hit the submit button. <laughs> okay. I didn't tell Rebecca I did it. I just like, done, we're good. I get a call. Hey, Billy, this is Billy from Family Life. I'm like, well, he's got a cool name. That's cool. Uh, Yeah. And so he basically says he needs to talk to us. And I was like, well, I probably should tell my wife I did this. And he was like, you didn't tell your wife? I was like, no, but it'd be okay. And so I went in and said, hey, remember that Family Life thing? And Rebecca was like, yeah. And I was like, "Uh, I kind of said we're interested in doing that. And she's like, Really? I was like, yeah, and they want to talk to us on the phone right now. And she was like, okay. We get on the phone, we'll get off. She's like, I've been praying that the Lord would say something to you. And we talked about that in here in our marriage conference, how she would pray uh, because she didn't want to bring it up to me because she knew. She brought it to me. I'd be like, nope, 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 uh-uh, nope. And so she prayed to the Lord. Look, if this is from you, Lord, it's got to come from Billy. And here I am saying, hey, I kind of said I did this. So it confirmed that that's what we were going to be doing. We have to raise our support, and, you know, I mean, we are missionaries where there's no source funding us. We fully have to raise our support. So that was a scary thing. But I say that because, again, I didn't feel qualified. I'm, I'm uneducated. I felt Here's how bad I failed, guys, and I said this this weekend. Like, I tell people, because it's, it's a good way of wording it, I went, okay, so Rebecca encouraged me at school and she's the reason my grades changed. And so I actually did good towards the end because I, I went from all right, ninth grade, 10th grade, 12th grade. Okay, so I skipped the 11th grade. And like I said yesterday, uh, typically I get wow. And then I was like, yeah, but it took me 13 years to get to ninth grade or 10th grade. And they're like, oh, wow. So yeah, <laughs> I did improve. So I felt like I didn't qualify. I, I just, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm a nothing, I'm a nobody. That's, that's, that's the thing that kept running through my mind. It just kept running through my mind. I'm, I'm a nobody, I'm a no one, I'm a nothing. It's, it's, it's who I am. And here's the deal. That is what I call identity theft. Okay? Because if you look in um, Genesis, everybody knows the story of Adam and Eve, and um, Pastor Jim mentioned some of this. But, you know, Eve takes the apple, or apple, the fruit. It's kind of funny because I use all apple products and I always joke about it. Yeah, I bit the apple. It's unfortunate. But, um, (laughs) But so Eve took the fruit. Satan says basically, hey, if you eat this fruit, you'll be like God. And she's like, hmm, I'm thinking that way. And obviously we know the story. She did. And you know, here we are. We've we've fallen and but here's the problem. If you go back to Genesis one twenty-six, it says the Godhead comes together, which I think is an amazing thing that the Godhead comes together and has a conversation is the way I see it. They they, they have a little panel, hey, hey guys, all right, how about we do this? Let's make man in our image. Nothing else. No angel, no animals made in the image of God. So what she was seeking, what Satan used as the bait was you can be like God. She already was. It's the first time identity theft happened. You know, we deal with identity theft here with digital blah, blah, blah. It's the first instance of identity theft because that's what Satan does. He is the thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the biggest thing he loves stealing is your identity. Telling, telling you that you're worthless, that you're a nobody, that you can do nothing. You know, he reminds you of your failures, of your mistakes. He constantly, remember you did that? And what's the craziest thing is, you know, we can, we can be rocking along, no big deal. Then he starts tempting us, hey, what about that? What about that? And you're like, no, no. What about that? Well, kind of, okay, yeah. What about that? Okay, yeah, okay. And then suddenly, boom, you do that. And he's like, I can't believe you did that. I thought you were a Christian. Oh, goodness. He's a manipulator. But he steals your identity and makes you think that you're worthless. And I lived that for so many years. I lived it. Even though I surrendered my life to Christ, I lived it and I still deal with that today. But what I've chosen to do when I'm feeling that I say, no, I'm a son of God. I am his righteousness. I'm a light for this world because I'm a follower of Christ. You can't condemn me. And here's what's interesting about that whole condemnation thing. Like Satan's really good at condemnation, but you're just about as good at it for yourself. You start putting yourself down like that. No, no, no. Anytime you feel that condemnation, you rebuke it in Jesus name. You say, no, I refuse to do that because my identity is in Christ in Christ alone, not in my performance, not in what I do, not my status. Don't let the other things like your performance in the past, your status in the past make your identity either. Okay? Don't let Satan lie to you. You are not a failure. You are not a failure. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you are righteous. God sees you as righteous. And I don't think there's any one of us that would say, I am righteous in my own right. Because if somebody comes to some, I'm righteous. I'm like, Rightful, maybe, but but you see what I'm saying? But when you can accept that call, that life line, that that direct line to the Lord, and he says, you are righteous, yes, accept it. Because everyone in here that has a relationship with the Lord is righteous. And it's hard to receive God's blessings many times because you have to get you out of the way. Because Satan will constantly say, no, you're not. Remember that failure? Remember how you did that? Remember what you did there? Yeah, remember that? Okay, yeah, I do too. The thing is the Lord doesn't keep that list. It's been washed clean. He doesn't see you that way. He sees you through the bloodstains of Jesus, his son. He sees you the way he's created you to be if you have that relationship with Jesus. If you don't have that relationship with Jesus, get it right. I'm telling you, it's scary to think that you're doing this life alone. Because even if you are physically by yourself, if you have that relationship with Jesus, you are not alone. That's the thing you need to understand. I remember being at a concert, actually Toby Mac, some of you guys are familiar with Toby Mac, and um, he said something I thought was really amazing. He was talking about, you know, we start over here with our relationship with Jesus, and we're so close to him. And, and then, you know, sometimes we, we start drifting away. And we start going the way we know we shouldn't go. Uh, we start doing the things we shouldn't do. We fall back into that old sin pattern, you know. We, we get manipulated. We fall for Satan's lie. And we're, we're over here. And, and we feel so distant from the Lord. But what happens when you say, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent. Please forgive me. I'm turning back to you and you go to walk back to him and he's right there and he embraces you. I love you, son. I love you, girl. He's right there. He never left you. You never left him. He's always pursuing you. Just repent. Repent. It's okay. Yes, you screwed up. I agree. I screw up. It's okay. Repent. Turn back to him. That's the only answer. You cannot look good enough. You can't act good enough. You can't smile enough. You can't give enough. You can't do enough, period, by yourself. All of your good does not get you into heaven. None of it gets you into heaven. Your works do not get you somewhere. You know we've been manipulated in this country by the, you know, five ways to get success, five ways to have joy, the, you know, three best blah 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 blah. We've been manipulated by that stuff. And now here's the thing: a lot of that stuff is true. Sowing and reaping works. It doesn't matter good or evil, sowing or reaping works. Okay? God's principles, God's laws, they happen. But none of that gets you to the relationship with the Lord. You can do all the greatest things in the world. My brother-in-law actually um, is a great guy. He is a just, man, he is just a fantastic guy. But he doesn't know the Lord. As far as I know, he doesn't. And it hurts sometimes because I'm like, man, he's living the life. And he's not, I don't see manipulation in his life. I see him just really just being a good guy. But it hurts because I want him in heaven with us, you know. But so you can be great. You can be just fabulous, phenomenal. Look at me. I'm a great person. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't get you into heaven. It doesn't get that relationship with the Lord tight. Surrender does. Surrender does. Repentance does. You repent. Lord, I am sorry. Please forgive me. Acknowledge. Throw all your garbage on the table. He can handle it. I repent, Lord. I want you. I I just want to be with you. And what happens is, because of that repentance, because of that, I'm serving you, Lord, no matter what, you start seeing these blessings come because it's, it's the fruit of your repentance and your surrender. It's not because you surrendered and repented. It's not, it has nothing to do with you. It's his grace. And it's just the result of. I mean, if you take a baseball and you hit it, the result is it's going to go, right? It's just a result. His, his grace is overflowing. And it's just amazing to me that I could do nothing and have this. No matter what I do, I can't get it unless I surrender. I can, you know, pretend all I want, but it doesn't work. And so I just want to ask that you guys would really surrender your heart. And this is an individual thing. That's another thing. You can't make somebody else surrender. You cannot convince somebody else to do it. You just be. You should be a human being and surrender to the Lord. Let other people see that and people will follow Christ. They will say, I want what you have. Okay? You're not a human doing. Your are doing is a result, not... Not a way to get to something, okay? That's something you need to realize. So many times, I'm a new Christian. I got to go do all these things. No. No, that's, 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 that's backwards thinking. I'm a Christian. I surrender to the Lord. And I trust him. And I depend on him to lead me to wherever. Because here's the deal, guys. My dad passing away was the hardest thing I've ever experienced. It was the hardest thing I ever experienced. My dad passing away, as hard as it is for me to say, is one of the greatest things I ever experienced. Because what happened in my life was I got closer to the Lord and I saw him because of that moment in my life it redirected the path I was on, and here I am today. And just a little bit of hope for you on this. I remember praying. It was a, it was a moment of sorrow. It was it was one of the anniversaries of my dad's passing, and I was hurting. Again, guys, I was so close to my dad. I loved him so much. I still do. But I remember I was complaining to the Lord. I guess I don't know. I was venting. I was throwing my garbage on the table. That's what I was doing. I was like, Lord, you say, you know, that you're a comforter. Holy Spirit, you're a comforter. Jesus, you say that you dealt with all the struggles that we deal with, but oh, you had a dad, and my dad's gone. And I was just, you know, throwing all of my garbage out there. And I heard him say, where was Joseph at the cross? like oh wow and that moment is when God my father in heaven became daddy because I realized my heavenly father truly was my daddy he filled that void of my own daddy and every time I read the verse where it says Abba father I hear daddy God I hear daddy It just melts my heart because he is my daddy. And that's why I just say, yes, just go to him. No matter the struggle, go to him. He will turn this mess that you've gone through, the mess you've made, the, the damage that's happened, he will turn it into something that will glorify him. And he will get the credit if you'll surrender your heart, your life, your desires to him. It would just happen. And so I just hope that something I've said ministers to you. I hope something I've said encourages you. And um, Rebecca and I will be available if if you guys want to chat. You know, that's great. Actually, as a matter of fact, we have some photos uh, of these. Not required, but it's just, has our contact information. We'll set them up here if anybody wants this. If you grab one, please take it and pray for us. You know, in ministry, it's not always easy. Um, but grab it and just pray for us. Put it on your fridge, you know. Say, I, I remember hearing that guy talk about he was born at a young age. Um, you know, that, that was funny. Or that was corny, whatever it was. But um, thank you guys. And Pastor Jim, I want to turn it back over to you. I don't know if you want to wrap anything up. But um, thank you. And just serve him. Just trust him.
2: Wow. Wow, 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 let's say that backwards, wow, wow. upside down, uh, must be a dad thing, come up with jokes like that, how many of y'all were blessed by Billy sharing his heart today, wasn't that rich, <laughs> my goodness, Now I remember when his dad died, I remember watching him and uh, we, we talked a time or two and I remember, send things on social media and whatnot and he was he was pretty torn up i didn't know it was that bad i would have been in closer contact i apologize i repent to you for that um wow so they're gonna be tell you what you guys just hang up here because it'll get kind of crowded jammed up out there i would say go out there but there's gonna be a lot of commotion going on out there. But I'm going to let them come up here. In fact, you guys can just stand over there. And, and I want you to come and get one of the cards, one of their photo cards with their contact info on it. And please take it home and pray for them. They're an amazing young couple. Uh, I'm going to tell you, as a pastor, you know, we've been here a little over a year and a half now. You know, I don't let a lot of people come in to preach. And it's not because I'm the I'm preaching hog. I'm the best preacher out there because I'm definitely not. But I consider it part of my responsibility as the pastor to who I allow to come in to speak into you. In fact, me and a fella got into it the other day. I got, a, I got a friend request out of the blue from a guy out in Oklahoma. And then I, I always go and check, see who the mutual friends are. I don't just take some jackleg, you know, whatever. <clears throat> so, so I had a mutual friend, I clicked on it. Two minutes later, Hey, I'm out here and I'm going to be in Wilmington on such and such a date. Would love to come preach at your church. And I'm like, I bet you would. But you're not. <laughs> so that I tried to be nice and explain to him, I don't even know you. Well, you know Pastor such and such. Well, I don't really trust him that much. <laughs> I'm just, Did I not say that? <laughs> I'm just telling him. They used to get what you see is what you get, wissy wig, all right? <clears throat> so I just wrote the guy back and I said, look, I'm not trying to be presumptuous or haughty or, you know, whatever. I said, I just, that's, I don't do that. If I don't know you, I don't know your character, I don't know what kind of anointing you're walking under. I'm not just letting you come in here speak, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm, I can do it on a Sunday night. I'm like, do you not understand? That's not happening, bro. I'm from a I will cut you. Maybe let my Marlboro County people sound off, all right? <laughs> we guard our stuff, right? So anyway, no, I'm just joking. I was, it's kind of. <laughs> so I'm still I'm trying to be nice, Miss Linden, just let this guy down. So then I'm like, then I wrote back, I said, well, we don't even have Sunday night service. We do a prayer time, which we are having prayer tonight, six o'clock. We've been having some amazing prayer time in here, y'all. Prayer is the birthing position, all right? So if you can make it, I don't care if you come 10 minutes or stay an hour. It'll be great. Anyway, so I'm like, we don't even have service on Sunday night. We have, we have a prayer time. Two minutes later, ding. Well, I have a great devotional for the, the you know, blah, 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 to, to lead your group into prayer. And I'm like, I didn't even respond back. I'm like, this rascal's not getting it, man. So I, I say all that and say this. If I have somebody come in that you don't know, you can rest sure, rest assured. I have vetted their personality. I have vetted their character. I have vetted the anointing that they walk under, and and that's one thing you can trust. Whoever I bring in, because whoever I'm br- going to bring in is going to be a blessing to you, and not they're going to be an asset, not a liability. Amen. And we've got besides we got other tremendous preachers in here that we're going to get up here and and let them share the word. And that's one thing I'm going throughout the calendar this year is we've got ministers, we've got preachers in here that can, just mighty men of God, Pastor Carlos, I mean, all of them, we've got elders in here that we've got to get, we, I want their voice to be heard. Amen? So, uh, this is not the Tim Hodge show, this is the Jesus show. We're not here to make me famous, nor Northview famous, we're here to make Jesus famous. <laughs> I'm gonna bless you and we're gonna let you be dismissed. Uh, If you're a guest today, Senior Saints Luncheon, luncheon, we're having that in the Fellowship Hall. You can head that way right after service. Uh, If you're a first time guest or if you have never filled out that little card, that little tear off thing that Pastor Kim was talking about in your bulletin, do it today. If you're a first time guest, get that. When you go through the doors, the counter over there on your right, we want that information. We want to be able to make contact with you. I'm a relational guy. I am not gonna show up on your door asking for money or doing anything, but I do do like to keep in touch with folks, right? Tell them, Billy, I'll, I'll drop you a line out of the blue, right? Because if I'm praying, uh, Sydney, Sydney's still here? Sydney Smith, she what I thought I saw here earlier. I was up praying this morning and uh, I'm praying, going through, writing down something in the word and the Lord gave me a word for her out of the blue, boom. So I sent it to her on Facebook message. I'm like, I was praying and this is what the Lord says. So it would behoove you to give me your info. I won't even send you a bill. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you grace. Peace, shalom, breakthrough, faring well, abundance, continual supply, and everything good that comes from the Father of lights. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, everybody said, amen. Amen. You can consider yourselves dismissed, senior saints, make your way to the